But the story of Lazarus, it's, it's one where Jesus is, he's actually, I, I guess, in a very simple way to explain it, he's friends with Lazarus, right? He's friends with Lazarus. Lazarus is the brother of Mary and, um, and Martha, right? So Martha is the sister of Lazarus. And who is it? I believe it's Mary, the one who, and if you do kind of follow the Bible, Mary's the one that washed and anointed Jesus in oil with her hair. Okay, and Lazarus is the brother. And so they have a, a connection, right? There's, there's a relationship between Jesus and, and Martha and Mary and Lazarus. And um, Jesus is, and, and I'll read it straight from, from scripture, right? This is, again, if you're following along, it's John eleven nine, 9, the death of Lazarus. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sister sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard, heard it, he said, the illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. So they sent to him, right? They sent to him. They said, hey, our, our brother that you love is, is sick. Right. And and at this point in time, you know, Jesus is already Jesus. So everybody knows what he's about, what he can do. Right. The, the power that that is in, in Jesus Christ. And so they're they're calling to him because they're in need. Right. And if your brother was was ill and you knew Jesus, like imagine this. Right. Like your brother's sick and you like you personally know Jesus. You had him over for dinner the other day. What do you do? You go ahead and you call him and be like, you know, Jesus, like your your boy Lazarus is sick. You know, surely there's something you can do, right? Surely, surely you you are God, right? You are human and you are God. And and he says, and he says that, right? Like that, that the illness will not lead to his death. And she, he basically sends, kind of dismisses it, right? He dismisses um, their their plea. And I think this is is kind of a picture sometimes of of our life, right? Sometimes in our lives, we we have something going on. Right. Sometimes we have certain things, certain certain illnesses. Right. Maybe our brother's sick. Right. Maybe maybe literally our brother's sick. Right. And and somebody that you love is sick, and, and you called out to Christ, and you said, God, you know, please help help my brother, help my help my mom. You know that that is going through this, or or maybe you know, Father God, help me because because I have this this addiction, or or God, help me, you know, pay my bills, help me you know, with my rent, help me, you know, afford the, the Dallas convention, because I really want to go, and, like, things, things are tight right now, you know, COVID, COVID hit hard, and now, you know, hey, maybe I live in Dallas, and, and the power's out, you know, God, please, right, please, you know, like, you love me, right, you, you, you had, you had dinner with me, you love me, God, please, you know, do something for me, and then, and then it doesn't really happen, right, just like in this case for, for Mary and for Martha, they, they call out to Jesus and in their eyes, right, they see that he doesn't listen or, or that he basically dismisses it for two days, right, for two days. It says, so when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. So they called for him and, you know, even for two days, he, he stayed. He didn't, he didn't go, he didn't rush to their aid. And sometimes we, we wonder and we ask God, God, why aren't you, why aren't you rushing to my aid? Why aren't you running to me? Right. And, and so we start to maybe feel a little bit of, of, of resentment to him. 
um, and, and towards him and we start to question things, right? If, if anybody has ever questioned God, um, put it in the chat, you know, let me know. And I'll be the first to say, I've questioned God. My, my faith is something that I practice on every single day. Um, but it's one where I, I've questioned God and been like, God, where, where are you? Where were you? Right? Where were you? Yeah, I know. I know I'm guilty, guilty and guilty of, of questioning God and, and saying, you know, where are you? Where are you, especially now? And sometimes we I think we lean on him a little bit more. Right. When. When we when we're in desperate need, when we're in that desperation, when we're when we're feeling maybe alone or empty. Um, and that's normal, right? To to question him, it, it's a very normal, it's a very human thing. Like, and you guys see it, right? And I'm glad that everybody was very open about it, right? All the me's and all the um, more than I should, right? We're open about it, but as you see, all of us, right? We've all questioned God as, at some point in our life. Usually the most difficult times in our life is when we're really like, where where were you, God? You know, I, I needed you and, and you weren't there. And so I'll keep reading. And Jesus says this. He says, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you. And are you going there again? And so Jesus was, you know, he does go to Judea where he actually just fled from because they, they didn't want him there. Right. He just fled from there. Now he's going back. Right. Because he was called. And he says this. Are there not 12 hours in the day? If any walk, if anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. And that that particular verse, that's how it is uh, in this in this version. This is the the new king, no, the English Standard Version, right? Maybe your version is a little different, but what ma many people are, are familiar is basically um, he who walks in faith, you know, will not stumble, and he who walks by sight will stumble, right? And that's this verse right here. Right, that's this verse right here. And it's essentially, can you guys hear my dog? Does anybody else hear my dog? Oh. Guys, hold on. I think he needs something. Let me get, give me a second, guys. I think he lost his One second. You guys were back. I'm not sure what he needed, to be honest, but he needs Jesus. <laughs> v, yeah, he, he needs Jesus. That's what it is. Oh my gosh, that's what he needed, Jesus. And a little treat. The treat in Jesus that did it for him. He's good. He's good. We're good. Um, but that part, that particular part. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, he needs Jesus. He does. We all need Jesus, man. We all need Jesus. But this particular part, right? It does talk about that. And this is a very powerful um maybe verse, right? A very powerful verse that you can remember, right? He walks, you know, in faith shall not stumble. And that's what he means by. Um, aren't there 12 days or aren't there 12 hours in a day, right? So if you walk in the day, if you walk in faith, if you walk, you know, through Christ, you won't stumble. Otherwise, you're going to be walking in the night. Otherwise, you're going to stumble. Otherwise, right, you're going, you're going to see, you're going to look at, and you're going to realize like, man, I'm, I'm lost, right? Because you're, you're living with your eyes. You're walking at night when you shouldn't, right? When you shouldn't walk, you should walk in the day. And so the story continues. And then he tells them that our friend had Lazarus has fallen asleep and they don't understand, right? They don't have phones at the time. They can't just text and be like, yo, what's the update on Lazarus? But Jesus knows. So Jesus, Jesus tells them um, Lazarus is 
asleep. And he's not referring to, to asleep like he's taking a nap, but he's dead, right? The, the disciples don't know this, but Jesus does, right? And he tells them, and then he says, but we're going to go to him anyways. And they go, right? And they go to him. And then this is very important. Right? This is this is very, very important. Um, because now, right, as, as they get closer to the to the to the city, Martha goes out to Jesus. Okay, Martha goes out to Jesus. And in the past, right, Jesus has come all the way to the to her home. But this time Martha goes out to the gate. Right? Martha meets Jesus at the gate. Now a lot of times, and, and not a lot of times, actually every single time, right? God is only going to come to you as far as you will allow him, okay? As far as you will allow him. And right now, right, Martha's hurt. And right now, Maribel, Carlos, right, Joseph, like may, maybe you're hurt, right? Maybe something happened in your life and and you are and you have God at a distance, right? Maybe you're like, God, like, why did you allow this to happen to me? God, why, why when I called you? Right. And remember, at this point, Lazarus is dead. Right. Jesus already said it. Lazarus is dead. So he knows. And, and so maybe that thing that you were asking God for. Right. Maybe, maybe you said, you know, Father God, please. Right. Help my help my father. Help my mother. Maybe help me. And he didn't come through. Right. And so now we have him at a distance. Now we didn't let him in our home. Or maybe now we go out to him. Now we go to the gate. But here's the thing. God will wait at the gate for you. Right? He'll only come to you as much as you will allow him. And some of us, you know, we are kind of pushing him back. We are kind of saying, hey, wait at the gate. Wait at the gate, Jesus, because I'm, I'm upset and I'm mad. But that's okay. All right, that's okay because he wants a relationship with you. He doesn't want to force anything onto you. He doesn't want to force the relationship. He's not, the, he's not a toxico, right? Right, gentlemen, he's not a toxic guy. Right? He'll only love on you as much as you will allow. Who he won't come in any further that you than than you will allow. And so he's waiting at the gate, and she comes to him, and she tells him, right? He said, "If you had been here, my brother would not have died. Right? If you had been here, my brother, oh man, if you had been here, my brother would not have died." And so for somebody, you know, maybe it's not a brother dying, right? But maybe for somebody that was losing that job, right? That job that you really needed. Or maybe you really, really needed to pass your FTMO. Uh, you, you absolutely needed to pass your FTMO because you put your last 500 into that FTMO. And now you're eating ramen. For the last two weeks, you're just eating ramen and you're struggling because you really, really needed to pass that FTMO. And guess what? You were... 2% away and you didn't pass, right? Or, or maybe you really, really needed that job application to go through because you need to get paid somehow, right? Until you get up on your feet and you didn't get the job. And so sometimes we're telling God, God, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. God, if, if you had been here, my, my troubles wouldn't be troubles, right? My problems wouldn't be problems, my tears, these tears would have never hit my face. God, if you have all the power, if you already, if you already knew, why did you let this happen to me? Why did you let this pain come into my life? Right? If you have all this power. And, and you see, it's, it's the same reason why perhaps God waited till that second, right? God waited until you could do nothing else. 
right, until all hope was lost. God, God specifically waited, right, for the fourth day. Because in, in the Bible, when, when Jesus goes into the tomb, when, when Martha finally lets him into her home, when, when, when she finally walks him and takes him to the tomb, she says, it might smell, right? It might smell because it is now the fourth day. And the reason that this is a significant moment is because in Jewish faith at the time, right? In Jewish faith at the time, right? There, there, there was a common notion that the spirit come back, can come back to the body in three days. So it's no, it's no accident that it took four days. It's no accident that Jesus waited until you thought that's it. I'm going to lose the house. That's it. That I'm foreclosed. That's it. Right. Mom, I, I had until the 28th to pay for the bill. And now it's the second. There's nothing I can do about it now. Right. It, it's not until the doctor tells you, hey. It's out of our hands. There's nothing we can do now. It's not an accident. It, it didn't just happen. It's not a mistake. God's doing it on purpose. Why? Because now the doctor can't take any of the glory. He already told you there's no hope. Now you can't take any of the glory. Now you can't be like, oh, I knew I knew, I knew, I had this. Like, yeah, I'm the man. Yeah, I'm the woman. No, 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 no. He let you break down. He took you all the way to that point where you said, there's nothing I can do. Father God, there's nothing else. Right? When you're broken down and, and, and now you might not even believe. Right now you're like, that's it. Right? It, it's, it's completely out of my hands. There's absolutely nothing. Now that's when God step, stepped up and he said, look, I'm here. Look, I'm here and, and I waited. I waited to make sure that I would take all the glory. I, I waited so that you couldn't say, oh, it was me. Oh, it was, I'm Rolando, I got this, right? I, I wait, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't Papi Shampoo. It wasn't Sarai, it wasn't Carlos, it was God, right? It wasn't anything that you did. It's everything that he's done. It's everything that he's doing. And, and sometimes, right, we were in that place, right? We were asking God, we were like Martha and we were telling him, God, but if you had been here, God, if you had been here, right, you could have, he wouldn't have even had to have saved them. No, but I had to. I had to let you go through it so I can show you who I am. So I could show you what I am. So I could show you my love and my power. Right? And, and so that you see when there is no hope that there's still me. Right? When, when there's nothing else, there's still me. And, and I'm the answer. I'm the truth. And I am love. And sometimes in our lives, right, God is, is, is allowing all these things to happen so that he can show you who he is. Right? So that he can come into your life. And he can lift you up and he can put, put that everything, every part of you that you thought was broken, he could put it together and he could say, no, 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 you are whole and I am here. Right. And we might be like Martha, right, where, where we came out to him and we were mad. But in that moment, right, the, the, the best prayer, the most godly prayer is the most honest prayer. It's the one where you could tell him, God, why, why, why did you fail me? I feel like you failed me. If that's the most honest prayer, then that is the best prayer. And some of us, we don't, we don't even talk to God, not even to complain, right? Not even to complain. And who do we complain to? We complain to our friends, right? We got something going on and we make a post about it. Why don't we make a prayer about it? Because a post is going to give you, it's going to give you some, some comfort, right? People are going to hit you up. They might be like, hey, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for your loss. Or, hey, I'm so sorry that this has happened. Or, hey, you know, I, I get what you're going through. I'm here. But there's only so much that 
people of this world can do or what God can do. There is no limit, right? What God can do, it doesn't compare to, to the comfort of Michelle, right? To the comfort that Carlos can give somebody, the comfort that Israel can give somebody, right? God can do for you what nobody else can. And sometimes in our lives, we, we start idolizing the wrong people and we start going to the wrong people and not understanding that people can only give you things of this, of this world, right? Nothing everlasting, nothing, nothing that's going to take you, right? And, and that's going to hold you and sustain you forever, right? Like, like his love. And, and that is one of the, the biggest differences that it's, it is the biggest difference, right? That God, God is all. God is all. He is love. And for me, I, I think that in, in my personal journey, I, I did, I've, I've had my, my moments, right? When I come to the gate and I tell God, God, you know, where were you? Why'd you fail me? But it was always part of the plan. It was always part of the plan. And, and he's going to call you and he's going to ask of you to take him, right? To take him where, where we've laid our last ones. Right, where we have laid our Lazarus, because like I said, maybe to somebody it's it's a it's a sick brother, but maybe to you it's it's where you laid the optimistic Jessica, right? Where, where, where you laid that the the happy the happy Brenda, right? Maybe we didn't lay our brother down, but maybe we laid down our self esteem. Maybe we laid down and and we put it in a tomb, right? And we closed it up. And maybe we, we, we laid our, our, our love for ourselves and maybe we laid there our dreams and our hopes. Maybe we laid there, right, the vision of, of what we thought we could be. Maybe we laid there, right, that, that little kid dream that you had when you were 10 years old. Then you wrote down on that paper when they asked, what do you want to be with me grow up? And you wrote that down. Maybe we laid that dream out right there. Maybe we don't even care about trading, Right. And and we're and maybe maybe at that point we laid down the person that cared and wasn't just going through the motions, right? Maybe we laid down the person, right, that smiled at everybody, the person that that wasn't judgmental, that didn't that didn't give people a stare, right? Maybe we laid down the person that smiled and hugged, and maybe we laid down the person that was before maybe the trauma, before that experience. Maybe we laid them there, and God is saying, "Take me to where He is laid." Because we all have our Lazarus. We all have our Lazarus. And God wants you to take him there. He wants to breathe life back into you. Because what he does to Lazarus, he breathes life back into him. And he loves on him. Because he loves on you. But you have to admit to God. You have to go to the gate. Maybe you got to tell him your things. Maybe you got to be like, God, I hate you. God, I'm upset. God, why, why, why did you let my dreams go? Why did you let me believe that it was done? Why did you let me believe that maybe I'm too old or maybe I'm not good enough or maybe I'm not pretty enough or maybe I'm not smart enough? God, why did you let me believe all these things? Why did you let it go for so long? I'm, I've, I've been doing this for 10 years and I'm stuck. I felt stuck. God, why did you let me go through that? And he said, well, just take me there. Take me where you've laid him and I'll, and I'll take care of it. Right. But remember, it wasn't on your time. It was on my time. I had you had to make sure you understood that it wasn't about you. It wasn't about your timing. It was about my timing. You had to understand that I am it. I am love. But you have to now tell him and show him where you've laid that dream and where you've laid that goal. And where you've laid that version of you that that you want to be brought back to life. That version of you that 
that needs his love and needs his breath. And if you do, and when you do, he'll be there. Because he's waiting at that gate just like he was waiting for Martha. And he's waiting at that gate for you, Maribel, and for you, Maria, and for you, Alan. He's waiting at that gate and all he wants you to go and tell him, hey, I am upset, but hey, let me lead you and let me take you to my rock, to my, to my tomb and, and please breathe that life back into me and, and back into my dream, back into my hope. So familia, today, if, if there's something that you take from today, it's, it's that we all have our Lazarus. So take, take whatever time you need out of your day, you know, in, in silence and peace and, and, and ask God and tell him, God, please, Take care of me and, and take care of my Lazarus and all these things that that maybe I've been I've been keeping inside. All these things that maybe I've laid on a tomb and, and I've covered it. God, please take care of it for me. And he will. And he will. And he'll breathe life back into it. The man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to him, unbind him and let him go. And so they did, right? And so this man that had died and so these dreams that had died, right, they came out. And these dreams and these goals that you thought were, were done 20 years ago, these, these plans that you thought, they're not going to happen anymore. My, my time passed. It's okay, your time passed, but, but God's time didn't. So have that faith, familia. Um, have that faith and, and understand that it's already done. Understand that you are it. And dive in, right? Dive into the Bible. Dive into the Bible, read it. It will read you. It will talk to you. It will give you life, right? It will remind you that it's about God and God's timing. So I appreciate you guys' time. Um, I appreciate your... Your openness, I, I saw everybody again just being open and, and and being here with open hearts. I will feel it. I really do. I feel it. And I appreciate every single one of you. Um, I love you guys. And you guys already know next Monday we'll be here again. Next Monday we will have a special speaker, Familia. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. You guys know this this wonderful, amazing man um, who will come and speak life into us as well. Um, but thank you guys. I appreciate y'all and I will see.